Welcome to the Drama Free Living Podcast. It's Dennis and Lisa. Here we are. Here we are. Right. 2022. 2022. Well, Lisa, you Weeha. know Let's go. <laughs> well, you I'm know- ready for this. Okay, wait. Before we get into it, okay. have you seen the memes about the people like talking about creeping into 2022? No. Tell it's us. like, it's you know, they're all over the place and some of them are peeking around corners or they're like tiptoeing into 2022. It's like, nobody touch anything. Don't break it. And I'm and I'm like I so resonate with that. Yeah, because like who knows what's going to happen. I'm just tiptoeing in, saying don't touch anything, don't break anything, don't blow any dust anywhere, because you know we just need this year to go well. Well, it kind of plays into like what we want to talk about. It totally does, right? Because as we're recording this, you know, we've got the Omicron variant that's sort of like shown back up, and I just kind of think like moving forward that we're going to just continue to like have a lot of change, whether it's this, that, something, something's going to come up. It could be like a market correction, just a lot of different things. And, and we're learning to adjust to that. And we're learning to allow for that um, influx or that flow of. Yeah. And we've, we've had a lot, and I think kind of what's kind of spurred this is we've had, we've had a lot of clients that have gone back to remote working. Like they right. were they back had, in the office. They had, hey, we had a COVID incident come up and we're shut down right now. Yeah. And so we want to kind of like walk through maybe some ideas that we've seen and some of the best practices and you can put them in into place. Well, and this is something else too, is, you know, we're in the middle of winter and, you know, here in South Carolina, we're supposed to be having a weather snow event, which are, which we can't handle because we don't have the infrastructure because we don't have that on a regular basis. And so they're talking about closing schools well, but it no longer means, hey, we're going to close school and we're going to fill them with a snow day. It's we're going to close school and you're going to remote work. And so where does that throw the parents? You know, the parents are somebody's somebody's got to be responsible for the young ones and you can't just leave them at home if they're too young. And so schools are even doing this too, is they're, they're pivoting from snow days where it's completely closed to, hey, it's just a virtual day and you don't have to make it up. And so um, we're doing that in the workplace as well. Well, and I think our best clients, Lisa, they always have this mentality of like, Hey, we're going to work with what we got, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're playing cards, you, you can't determine the card unless you're cheating. You can't determine the cards that you get. Right. But you just kind of got to play what you have. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a good thing. I don't cheat in cards. So that, it's a that's... good thing. You don't cheat in cards, but you do. He, okay. So Dennis, a little known fact is he can count cards and he knows exactly what cards you have in your hand. You're not supposed to tell that on the internet, whether you, whether you know it or not, he just, he just knows what everyone's got. It's just, it's this uncanny ability. Right. So kind of work with what you got, play the cards that you're dealt. And, you know, our hope is that you still get results even though maybe the environment's changed. Maybe it's less than the ideal. Maybe it's not your preferred environment. Or maybe it is your preferred environment. But but you're getting results, mm-hmm. right? Because I think at the end of the day, remote work, not remote work, the, the issue is, is the change that's happened. Mm-hmm. It's the unexpected change. And it's the, oh, well, now I have to do it different. And I think at the core, that becomes part of the issue is this whole idea of change. It's And like, some of us don't adjust to change quite as well as others do. Some people thrive in it and others, it takes a little bit to just get your bearings back. Right. So stop focusing on what you don't have, right? Stop thinking about, oh, we don't have this. We don't have this, right? And almost like, look at these things as a benefit. I remember as we went through, 
the last 18 months, the key thing we've challenged our team with and challenged ourselves with is like this question, hey, what does this make possible? Right. Right. What does this make possible? So Lisa, you came up with some great kind of thoughts and ideas. So why don't you just share some of the best practices that we've seen? So when working remotely, whether you're a full-time remote um, employee, or if you are just a COVID, you know, temporary snow day remote worker, um, there's three different aspects of it. The first aspect would be the personal aspect of it. And when you're working remotely, it's super valuable to have boundaries around your life. Normally, if you're going to work, you've got that decompression time on the way home. And then sometimes you have to bring a little bit of work home, but there's a natural break. And when you're remote working, maybe in your home, there's, it's, it's not as easy to have that natural break. It's almost like you got to take responsibility to create your own routines. Exactly. You have to take responsibility to create your own breaks. Exactly. And we're maybe like in the, like if you're in an office, it's sort of, it's set for you. There's a lunch break, right? You take or, a lunch break or you take your 15 minute break or you take your smoke break or <laughs> whatever break it is you take. And, and typically you, there's a start time for work and there's an ending time, but often with remote working, um, there's maybe still a start and ending, but it seems to just bleed into the rest of life. Yeah. And you had something really good about the bedroom that we were even talking about this morning. Yes. So way back when they used to really talk about, Hey, you know, don't work in your bedroom or when you were a kid, don't do your schoolwork in your bedroom on your bed. If, if, and, you know, because it can mess with your mental, you know, how quickly your mind is processing things. And then when you're in your bedroom, you may not be able to sleep as well because your mind immediately goes to those things rather than to a place of peace and calm and just decompression. Well, If you are talking about work in your bedroom, or if you're grading papers in your bedroom or working on your computer and you end up having trouble sleeping, a lot of times it's because there's not that strong delineation between the work environment and your rest environment. Well, it's also why I think people have complained like, gosh, I always feel like I'm working. Right. And I think that's part of it. So we just want to encourage you that every place has a purpose. And, you know, if you, if you have a family, if you have kids at home, then the living room may not be the best place to, to work or some, maybe you don't have any other space to work, but then you'll have to have a much more um, specific quitting time of, okay, six o'clock, everything shuts down if that's your only place. But if you can designate certain areas in your house as this is only family zone and this is only work zone, you know, do it that way. And if you can't do it that way, then do it by times. Yeah. So every place has a purpose. Every place has a purpose and routines are super important. Yeah. And, you know, that goes along with our second one in the personal space is actually taking breaks, you know, getting up and whether you use an app that has you stand up every hour or um, you set yourself a regular lunch break, um, just different things to be able to clear your mind to kind of reset yourself so you can push forward. And so you don't feel like you're working all the time, even if what you do is absolutely what you love. Because it's almost like movement helps your mindset. Mm -hmm. Like your mindset a lot of times is determined by your movement. And so we've talked a lot about um, endorphins and other podcasts about exercise, but it's the same kind of analogy is that you sometimes just stand up and that movement will change your mindset. So just don't be sitting, 
you know, move around a little bit. And that's too really good is sometimes you can be pouring over something and it's just not coming together or it's just not, you can't get the corrections, you can't get the edits in that you want it to, or your creativity just isn't flowing. Sometimes just a fresh perspective, you know, stand up, turn around, stretch, go stand by the fireplace, drink your coffee, do the hokey pokey, turn do the hokey set, pokey, right, whatever you got to do, whatever you have to do. And then you can sit down and, and it's just kind of gives yourself a, like a reset button. Yep. Perfect. Okay. So then the next part, so there's the personal area. The next one is culture, working remotely and culture. And with that, um, you know, one of them is, you know, the team company and culture, you can tend to lose that when you're working remotely. And you really have to go almost go overboard um, when you're working remotely, because here's the thing, like with remote work, you can communicate content over email, text, but what you can't communicate very well is context. Mm -hmm. And really the context frames the content. You know, you, you mentioned building time for like that water cooler talk. Right. So when you're, when you're at the office, you, you maybe go to lunch together, or maybe, you know, everyone's getting up for lunch and you've got those, you've got those five minutes between, you know, closing down your computer and getting up to go get something to eat that you just tend to have, you know, conversation and it's not necessarily work centered conversation. And, you know, if you don't have that, that, that little bit of humanity in your work, you start to feel unappreciated and you start to feel just kind of like a workhorse, like an ox. Well, cause I think like meaning is never found in words. It's always found in people. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, like I, I can hear your words, but I got to get your context. I got to get your meaning. I got to get the spirit behind what you're saying. And even sometimes when I, we share hard things, if I know the spirit behind it, I can receive it a lot easier. Right. And then there's also the whole aspect of, you know, how many times are you in the office? And it's if I don't know if your office does this, but it's somebody's birthday. So one of the colleagues brings in cupcakes or it's somebody's birthday. So, you know, three or four of you go out to lunch together specifically because it's somebody's birthday or maybe you've got a kid graduating or, you know, your wife has had a baby or is getting ready to have a baby. And there's just those little updates. And that just adds that's kind of that human humanity aspect to the work environment. And, and believe it or not, you become kind of a family. You know, there's that joke about, you know, my work husband or my work wife or my work family, but there's really, truly an aspect to it. Those are relationships that you've developed because you work together and it just, it brings, it softens the harshness of work sometimes. Yeah. Lisa, and I like to say that we're human beings, not human doings. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't forget that human being part. It's super valuable. We weren't created to do life alone. God didn't create us by ourselves. You know, he started out with Adam and Eve, you know, because it's, it's not, it's not just being alone. So the next one, um, and this is part of culture is transparency. And it's, it's harder when you're together to hide things. You know, mm-hmm. it's easier when you're working remotely to kind of hide things. So maybe there was something you were supposed to get done and you didn't get it done, but you know, you can kind of slide it under the radar because you're working remotely, whereas it would be seen if you were in the workplace. When you even think about it, if a paper is transparent, that means that you can see through it, right? And so when you can see through it, then it's transparent. Well, when people can see through each other, that's how transparency is created. Right. And you know, there's that, that transparency. You just, we're just, it just, 
it also brings that humanity aspect to work is knowing that, hey, um, I'm not always going to do it great. I'm not always going to have a great day. Um, I might drop the ball. And when we're transparent, somebody else and we're and we can admit, hey, I'm having a tough week. If I drop anything could and you notice it, could you just let me know? And rather than, okay, I'm having a tough week and things are dropping and I hope nobody notices and I'm going to hide it because then, you know, we just kind of hole up into ourselves and we lose that relational side of ourselves. Which is real important. So the next one is Lisa. So the next is the practical aspect of remote working. And these are things like um, discussion channels. You know, if your if your team has a discussion channel, like we use Slack, I know there's a lot of different programs out there and they're just ways that we communicate and we kind of have um, a rolling conversation. conversation through that tool as if we were in the office. And it's super important because it just helps people get connected. Mm-hmm. Another one is? Another one is clear goals and objectives and expectations. And the thing about this is when you're together, a lot of times it's more e- it's easier to be clear because you can say, okay, these are our goals and our expectations. And then someone's like, well, what about this? Or what did you mean? Can you talk more about that? But if you're all remote, a lot of times you miss some of that back and forth or that clarity that's that's established. And so it's important to be even more clear because, you know, I say dog and you think a border collie when actually I was thinking a poodle, you know, and so it goes back to like people think in pictures, they don't think in words. And so everybody has a picture in their mind. And I think with this, Lisa, we've seen, you almost have to over-communicate. Right. And almost like when you think you're communicating too much, you're almost communicating enough. And this is a this is kind of difficult for our non-detail oriented people because our non-detail oriented people I don't know what you're talking no, about. No, you do not know what I'm talking about at all. Dennis <laughs> is much less detail oriented than I am. And so he's I might disagree with that. He he'll say something and then in order for someone on our team to really get exactly what he means they need to ask for feedback, but then also you've got the detail oriented people such as me. And when I'm given a directive or I'm, you know, we talk about something, I have all of these questions rolling in my mind that I need clarity on. And if it's a conversation, a face-to-face conversation, a lot of times I can pick up on those nonverbal cues or the body language or the details, or even overhearing someone else's conversation. So we could be in a team meeting and in face-to-face and Dennis could be talking to another team member and they're talking about their situation that they're dealing with, their project that they're dealing with. And I'm over here talking to someone else, but I can still overhear that conversation and that can fill in bits and pieces of information that I need related to what I'm involved in. So sometimes you just have to over-communicate. Sometimes it's okay. Have, and it's okay if someone comes back and says, hey, I need clarity on that. And the other thing too is, is when you communicate um, there and you're giving detail, people that are more detail-oriented maybe tend to give too much detail without headlining it enough. And people that are less detail-oriented when they're reading it and listening to it, they may tend to... Um, not um, hear what is going on in the communication because there was too much detail and they saw one and two 
and they skipped everything else because it was like, okay, too much detail and done. So just give yourself some grace. Okay. If you're working remotely, um, just you know, be graceful, give yourself some grace and give other people grace. Right. And then the last one is communication, which we kind of already talked about, but it's more the concrete side of set regular meetings, set reoccurring meetings, set check-ins, just go ahead and set them in the calendar. And you may get to, you may, you may have that phone call or you may have that video chat. Video chats are so, so um, they're just really valuable and phone conversations because then you can, you can hear context and you can see facial expressions and then you can go through and, and you may have set up a already established meeting and you're on that meeting and there's nothing to talk about. It's great. Well, and I think the key thing is like just having a rhythm. Having that rhythm for communication. Yeah, just create a a communication cadence that helps communicate, that just helps information, that's free flow of information throughout the whole organization and to the different people that need the information. And we just really want to encourage you because we don't know what the future is going to hold, but don't let the drama creep in. Even though maybe you went remote and you don't like remote or- Or now you're going back to the office and you want to be in the office, but you can't. Right. All of these different things. We just want to encourage you that, listen, you can't do anything about the cards that are dealt. You just can do something about how you play them. So just play the cards that you're dealt. Play the cards that you're dealt. And, you know, some people's jobs are a lot more difficult um, to perform remotely and other people's jobs are fairly easy to perform remotely. And we're just all kind of just figuring it out together. So let's take the drama out of remote work. Liz, you want to give us the uh, yeah. the keys? Yeah. So working remotely, the personal side, take breaks, give yourself a refresher um, and set boundaries for your work and your life and routines. Awesome. And don't, don't work in the bedroom. So, because it can cause trouble sleeping, don't work in the family space because it can cause that stress from work to come into the home and you don't need extra stress in your relationships. And then there's the culture side. Um, There's the team company culture. You know, we need support. We need extra appreciation and and the transparency aspect of it. Don't let yourself hide. Um, Try to be overly transparent because it will come out you know, well, you're going to find people better. increase your trust, right? Mm-hmm. Trust is going to increase collaboration is going to increase. And it really is sort of that bedrock of transparency that causes all these things to kind of flourish. Hey, and then there's the um, practical side. Use dis- utilize discussion channels, set clear goals and objectives and expectations, and then um, communicate by setting regular meetings and regular times to communicate and, and utilize the phone and utilize video. Because in order to be clear, if you're doing it through text or if you're doing it through a discussion channel, you can't always communicate tone and you can't always communicate all the details that somebody else needs Um, or somebody will zone out because they don't see your face and they don't see that there's more coming. Right. And if you're challenged today with maybe like the overwhelm of remote working, we did create dramafreeresults.com. It's www.dramafreeresults.com. It's a free five-day challenge to get you out of overwhelm, out of the drama, and get your results coming back to like where you want them. So five strategies, five videos in a five-day period. And if you just implement one of them, you're going to see your productivity go through the roof. And your satisfaction too. Yeah, absolutely. So listen, Lisa, this has been fun. Keep the drama out of your remote work and we'll see you next time on the Drama Free Living Podcast. 